0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Our special guest today sees
1: repentance as a gift from God to all people and to all nations. In the U.S., he's been the founder of an organization that highlights the value of a national day of repentance. He says repentance is essential to enter Jesus' kingdom to cleanse as a member of his brides for his soon return and to claim his promise to heal his land. Well, you might recall Jesus' first words when he came out of the wilderness victorious was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Those words in Matthew chapter 4. Well, Pastor Jeff Daly is a former atheist and New Ager who says he had an epiphany and repented, making a decision to follow Christ in 1991. These days he's a practicing U.S. lawyer and has written an earlier book called The Spiritual Battle for the White House. His new book is called Repentance, God's Strategy to Bless a Nation. And a special welcome along to 2020 This Morning from the U.S., Pastor Jeff Daly. Welcome, Jeff.
2: Uh, blessed to be with you and your listeners Neil. Thank you so much that was such a good summary. A uh, good summary. Thank you so much.
1: Talking to you in the US, whereabouts are you? Uh, which city or town or which state are you talking to us from?
2: Well, I'm blessed to be here in the wonderful nation of Australia. Oh, you're in Australia. Speak, I'm up here on the Sunshine Coast. Okay. Yeah. And tonight is right. even going to have a uh, repentance service. At the uh, South Pacific Family Church in, is it Maruchidor? Um, That's it, Maruchidor. That yes. Right?
1: And uh, I thought I was uh, talking to you ahead of your arrival, but I'm glad you're actually here. So uh, the fabulously, uh, fabulous yeah, to have you here, here in on our shores. Uh, let's talk. Love it here.
2: This is my third trip.
1: Yeah. Third trip to Australia. Uh, And and is, uh, no doubt, uh, with your book title all about repentance, this is the sort of uh, subject matter you're dealing with on your Australian visits. Let's talk about repentance for a few moments, because it's a very powerful terminology, sometimes a little misunderstood. Uh, What are your thoughts for a big-picture idea of repentance?
2: That is such a key question. Thank you. You're absolutely hit the, the nail on the head i think people misunderstand it i think they think it's punishment i think they think it's condemnation i think they think it's kind of like when we were teenagers and we acted out and and our parents one or more or a teacher someone said oh that's it you can't do this or that for the next few weeks and you were punished to the contrary it's a gift from god to be cleansed once you're a believer and then i have seen I'm kind of learning as I go here, Neil, I've seen that the Lord himself, when he came out of the wilderness, when he first is the, so to speak, the preacher of his word, his very first word, and we find it in, um, in Matthew and in Mark is repent for the kingdom is at hand. And so he could have said love. He could have said, bless you. He could have said peace to all. And, and he just, no, he starts out with a powerful word, and frankly, being a pastor for the past 20 years, in addition to being an attorney, which is kind of a non sequitur, but that's another story. Yep. Um, I see that we and the the pastors and the priests, the body of Christ, we've not been preaching this basic truth that repentance is how you get in the kingdom to begin with, and then it's how you clean up with his support because he's coming back soon and he calls himself the bridegroom and he calls us the quote bride all in every nation so repentance needs to be rediscovered and and i put the blame on us pastors frankly that we have not uh modeled it ourselves enough we don't teach enough about it we don't pray or preach about it fearful that if we you know someone misunderstood that we'd never see him again next week and uh whatever the reason is it it's time in every nation for us to um to take hold of the word of god and use the word of god to replace uh lots of the old stuff that we were born into or that we picked up as kids or, or one way or the other we've got these old strongholds that we really got to get rid of and um the Lord is there to help us at all times, Neil. So, yep. Jeff, is it a question? But that's frankly why I'm here.
1: Is it the case that perhaps when you talk about pastors, uh, Christian leaders, uh, and even this idea of a misunderstanding of repentance, that somehow or other it's not repentance? that has the issue with it. But because repentance is clearly related to the idea of sin, and there's more a reluctance to talk yep. about sin than repentance, but because sin doesn't get talked about, then repentance is not necessarily the big issue. Uh, what are your thoughts on the connection exactly.
2: to sin? It, that is absolutely fundamentally correct. That is bingo. That's just perfect. Yeah, in fact, sin has just almost dropped out of our of our conversation among the even among pastors when you when you meet other pastors they'll say well now how big is your church and how are you doing with your audio video department and what's going on and maybe your children's church and stuff but the issue of cleansing uh, which we all need we all fall short of the glory of God uh, despite all that Jesus did on the cross it, it was not a one-time thing that basically we still need to, repent and uh, so you've really na- nailed it here in the most positive way that we it says judgment will begin first Peter uh, judgment begins in the house of God, so we've got to clean up we've got to admit our sins and not not to be um, silly about it but just to be honest to say for example our i'm I'm giving up this habit of smoking or drinking or I'm giving up um, taking the Lord's name in vain, or I'm giving up this. I'm, I'm trying to move away from this worldliness in me, and and I mean we all have issues that we're working on. But I I think it's quite rare for a pastor or priest to be a the model of a change that that bears fruits of repentance. We we've got it if we have not seen as as the ones that are calling. To repentance, and we're modeling it, or attempting to model it in our lives. Then um, those that are sitting in the pews will just be glazed over, and sin will never be discussed. And and the nation, Australia is called to such a wonderful destiny. I I think it's got to spur other nations, and this is this is why I'm here. I, I really love this place. I love the Light Horse brigade story of 101 years ago, and I think we're in a spiritual time where we've got to reclaim that territory and open up the wells and open up the Holy Spirit through repentance, and it has to begin with me and you and the other leaders, and, um, you know, we it's time. That's the way I look at it.
1: When I think of the sorts of things that you're likely to be delivering, Jeff, I wonder that one of the things that might be missing in an understanding of repentance is that somehow or other there are positive consequences to Uh, repentance Uh, Mm -hmm. oftentimes we think that when we're hearing about repentance perhaps it's in our local church or somebody says repent because that's connected to sin and uh you even mentioned you know judgment begins in the house of god uh, that somehow or other when we talk about repentance we're talking about a big stick and that feels like it has painful negative consequences but, of course, the positive yeah. effects of what happens it rarely gets touched on. Is this the sort of thing you're talking about as well?
2: Exactly. Exactly. You know, and God has just such a great sense of timing, even, if you will, a sense of humor, that going back 3,500 years ago with Moses, where the Lord gives him these, these Jewish holidays or these holy days, there's one day that is a day of atonement, a day of sin. You reflect your, your, your soul, you, you get straight or real with God and admit all that He knows already. But then what follows is a week of joy. And the, the Lord even says in the book of Leviticus that we will, you will have, you, will, you shall rejoice. I mean, He has joy at the end of repentance. This is why the enemy has kept it under wraps for so long. And there's freedom and release when you get rid of an old pattern. I'll give you a real quick example. One is that when I grew up, my dad was not a godly man, God bless him, and he was always teasing people. And I kind of picked that up as that pattern, including even into my ministry, And it would work maybe 70, 80% of the time, trying to say a little joke, teasing a little barb, so to speak. But then there was the other 20 or 30% of the time when it would backfire. And at one point, the Lord said, you know, you can give that up whenever you want. I really just almost felt him talk to me in that wonderful small voice that he does. And And I went, oh, my gosh, I don't have to have that pattern. And I just made a decision. Repentance is actually a decision of your will to turn 180 degrees from your old pattern where you can hurt people or hurt yourself and go to the Lord's pattern where, hey, you're either be silent or say something, you know, supportive and loving. And so from that point forward, that, that's really been um, what I've done. And it's it's just a quick example. There there's just no shortage of lists of things that we could work on. You know some of which I think we may have generationally inherited. You know,
1: it's so powerful to hear you say that because when we typically think of repentance, we're thinking of the big and obvious sins. But when you talk sure. of repentance and tell that story, you're talking about something that was a personal issue with you and you didn't even think it was all that wrong but you began to see that there were some consequences for the way that you would tease people and you know lots of us can relate to that and and you saw that it was wrong and you said well that's something before god that i can fix so that's not one of the big sins we talk about but that's a way that we're actually aligning ourselves with this image and character of Christ uh, that for each individual is perhaps even a whole lot of different things. Uh, So lots of different things other than the big sins.
2: Exactly, Neil. That is so well put. In fact, that's really what I'm hoping to be able to do with a number of pastors is get them to put this into practice and talk about it as they can in their flocks, with their groups and so people will see that this is a, an everyday exercise of of uh, renewing and and following the lord's narrow path it's it's a path that works we replace the old stronghold the old false filter with the word of god and and the purity and little by little and occasionally quite a bit by quite a bit there's a release and just this wonderful sense of oh my gosh i'm behind that I'll tell you another real quick one. A friend of mine at one point said, I am done with smoking. He had done it so many times and and then, of course, had to scramble to go through the um, trash bin to, to find some cigarettes he hadn't yet used and found he was still addicted. One day he just said, Lord, I need your help. I repent. I will not do this. And it actually took. It worked. And he then realized thereafter several other key issues including the issue of pornography, also dropped off, and he found he did not have an addiction to that. So the Lord can go to work on us, even when we start with a somewhat small issue, and then he'll go forward and begin to cleanse us. And, uh, And hey, we'll always be doing this. No one's perfect. We all fall short. There's no pride in this. We don't say, hey, look at how well I'm doing. But People notice the difference. My my sister notices the difference in my life. My wife notices the difference in my life. I am, I'm working on it. But um, that's the point, is to, you know, fancy phrase is to bear fruit worthy of repentance. We have to show the new fruit of the Holy Spirit, replacing the old pattern.
1: Well, I love your humility because as Pastor Jeff Daly, you're very open about the idea that you also are a work in progress and, and I'll put myself in that category
0: too, a work in progress. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events.
1: to join our talkback conversation today. Pastor Jeff Daly is our guest, a former atheist and New Ager, these days a practising U.S. lawyer whose latest book is called Repentance, God's Strategy to Bless a Nation. Uh, We'll take a call or two before we move on with our conversation, I think, Jeff. So let's take a call. Maria is on the line from New South Wales. Hello, Maria. Welcome. Hello, uh, how are you? Very well. Maria, what are your thoughts for our conversation today?
3: Yes, the, I really uh, interesting because uh, repentance is, uh, to be honest, not very uh, much talking at the church. And yet, uh, you're reading quite a lot of uh, Bible that talking about uh, repentance. I actually uh, very hard, uh, quite a month now, I've been praying for the repentance of the body of believers. Again, started, of course, from myself, my family. When I'm reading from Haggai chapter 1, it's very clear that uh, God called, called to the body of believer to uh, his uh, groom, to really, uh, you know, consider ourselves, uh, repentance, turn from our wicked way. Then uh, God will heal our land. And also, like, as you know, that the second chronicles. Seven and uh, uh, Second Chronicle chapter seven verses thirteen and fourteen yeah. as well is a very clear date. Um So yes, I I, I also like kinds like uh, questioning why that uh, uh, church not. Much uh, talking about the repentance, yet uh, it's very important uh, in our, you know, to Maria, enter into God.
1: Wonderful yeah. thoughts in there. Let's get a response from Pastor Jeff. Jeff, uh, Maria, uh, on her knees, repenting on behalf of her family and and for the nation and and uh, and yeah. praying for a a wide move of repentance. Uh, that's refreshing. But what are your thoughts for some Absolutely. of the things she's sharing?
2: I think this is spot on. I think it's just beautiful. I'm praying there'll be millions of people in Australia to lead the the nations, frankly, in, in choosing this as a way of life, uh, as a practice every day. And there's She's quoted this wonderful scripture. It still applies today to, to the body of Christ that has any connection to God's covenant. And Australia clearly does have godly roots. There's no question about it. Australia also has this wonderful 400-plus-year prophecy to be part of the Great Southlands of the Holy Spirit. And so Second Chronicles 7.14 has four components before the latter part of that, where God hears from heaven, forgives sin, and heals the land. The first four components, often the fourth is dropped out. The first one is to pray, seek my face, the Lord says, and, um, and you know, humble yourself, but basically the fourth one is turn from your wicked ways. When God sees his own people, and that's those of us that are on the call right now, those that are listening, when he sees his people turn 180 degrees, it's almost like a military about face, turn away from the flesh, turn away from the old wicked ways, and choose his way then he goes to that so to speak he will then do the godly miracle in the land that we have seen in the states for example 10 earlier presidents the last one was in world war one president wilson used a day of repentance to actually bless the nation to bring it closer to peace to stop a at one point, a typhoid epidemic. Um, and I know little that I've done some homework here. In New South Wales, there was a day of repentance, or what they call the day of humiliation, fasting, and repentance, back in the 1890s to, to break a drought. And uh, that's how God works. He's looking for us to clean our own selves under his name, under his authority, and then he... He gets the glory. He gets, we get blessed by repenting individually and then the nation gets blessed. And, um, so Maria could not have been more spot on. That was a beautiful question. And, and that's really what I've been writing about over the last 10 years that just we've lost the history and God wants every nation to take advantage of these wonderful old strategies that work that he gets to do the miracle for the nation.
1: Well, thank you so much to Maria from New South Wales. And Maria, you be encouraged. You remain in prayer for that repentance to extend. Yeah. And uh, just people hearing that you're in that, it's going to be inspiring so many others. Maria from New South Wales. Let's take another call. Nick is on the line from Adelaide. Hello, Nick. Welcome. Hi, how are you going? Very well, Nick. What um, are your thoughts? Yeah, so I just
4: had a question about um, smoking cigarettes. I You mentioned that a couple of times. Um, and just, I guess, uh, just for anybody, uh, any believers that are uh, maybe struggling with that issue at the moment, uh, just a bit of clarity. Um, I, I quit smoking about eight years ago and probably struggled with it for the first couple of years of my Christian life. Um And then, yeah, praise God, I'm not smoking anymore, and it's been, yeah, eight years. But I guess it's a bit of clarity on, you know, how do you look at that biblically as being a specific sin? I think it could be a bit of a gray area. You know, I know our body is a temple, so it's the Lord's temple. So, um, yeah, could you just explain that to anybody that
2: might be struggling in that area?
1: Nick, let's get a thought or two from Pastor Jeff.
2: That's a great question, Nick. Um, You know, the Lord, and you also mentioned that the Lord sees us as a temple of the Holy Spirit, and the more that we get rid of our own earlier agenda, our own addictions, our own ways of behaving, we open up the Holy Spirit to take over, and so that we become more like the Lord Himself. It, It sounds almost impossible, but that's the direction He wants us to go, is to clean up so that we're a member. He even calls us members of a, quote, royal priesthood. And for a lot of people, that might even almost have negative connotations, but it's really a beautiful promise of the Lord that, that we get to share in a wonderfully intimate way with Him, um, and we can listen for His instructions. We can lead others into the kingdom. Uh, we can really be an example to young people and so forth. So you know, I think each person has to decide what that is. If if you're if smoking is getting in your way of uh, a kind of a devotional life that that other people see as joyful and free and uh, you know positive towards the Christian walk, then then it's something that at some point I would suggest you you just um, or counsel other people to get rid of it. And on the other hand, God is always being Patient, he's always um, wanting to to bless us. He's not a an angry, strict um, principal of a school or schoolmaster or something. There's there's a beautiful passage that that I would counsel a person seeking smoking issue. I there, there's one in the third chapter of Revelation, and it's in verse twenty. The Lord says to every believer, He says, "If if." I'm, not, I'm standing at the door and I knock. If anyone will open the door, I'll come in and dine with him and he with me. So if you can picture, if if you would be wanting to have a cigarette in the presence of the Lord, well, <laughs> that would be tough for me to do. I would think at that point, I would say, I, I, Lord, would you help me get rid of this? I don't want to spend the money. I know it's not healthy. Give me something else. I'd rather be more passionate about your word if you want an addiction let's turn it to the scriptures so uh, and and the Lord does this to each of us individually because in the next verse verse 21 revelation 3:21 he, he invites us to be an overcomer he said you know for those that overcome you will sit with me on my throne as I overcame and sat on my father's throne so we're supposed to follow in his footsteps that the first believers thought he was coming home very soon. They wanted to be ready. They wanted to be cleansed before he arrived. And, and right now, we, we really have this opportunity this very day to drop those old patterns and, um, and invite him into, quote, dine with us. And we then become, <clears throat> excuse me, we then become overcomers. And it's just a glorious future in front of us.
1: Nick from Adelaide, thank you so much for your call. And just a minute out from news, Uh, let's hold off any other calls until after the news. But just to pick up here for a moment, uh, Jeff, I mean, smoking cigarettes, Uh, this is just one area of addiction. And uh, I might even rate that a lower level area to be worried about. But what it does indicate is that there are so many different addictive behaviours that keep us from giving our whole heart service to God, that when we identify what those addictive behaviours are, then we need to deal with them. Uh, Let's take another call or two, Uh, Jeff, just to say, talk back line open, 1-800-316-316. John is waiting patiently on the line from Sydney. Hello, John. Welcome along. G'day. Thanks. Um, I love your program, Neil. It's awesome. Great. Well, thank you for that, John. What are your thoughts about repentance today?
4: Um, I just want to encourage you um, it, with uh, repentance and how powerful it is. Um, in my own life, uh, I had some sin that was in my life that was not exposed, it was hidden. And I looked normal, I had a beautiful family, three beautiful children, a wife, I went to church. But the things that were going on behind the scenes in my mind was not good and it required jail time. So in December 2010, I walked into a police station the day after I had tried to commit suicide with a list of everything that I had done and asked them to arrest me, which started six and a half years in jail. Mm. So when I confessed my sins, I absolutely lost everything. My marriage went, my children went, the whole lot. Um, I look at it as though I died to self on the inside. I actually completely gave myself to the Lord. Wow. Um, However, wow, it's beautiful. just in a beautiful note, it's now eight years later, my wife, my ex-wife and I are the closest of friends because she sought God and she went away and sat on her knees. My three children have all fully restored their relationships, not restored, but renewed the relationship. Wow. I just wanted to put forward one thing. With mm. the word sin, the world doesn't understand the word sin. Um, When I sin, it looks like a seed, a seed that is planted in my life. But years later, that seed grows into a tree, and the tree looks like a regret.
1: Right. John, you are opening up so many different thoughts here. And from the idea of sin being a burden upon us, Uh, sins as seeds that look like regret later when we absolutely are reaping what we've sown Uh, let's get a thought or two here Uh, Jeff, your thoughts for John in Sydney
2: well I congratulate him for being so vulnerable and honest and um, such a wonderful testimony, you know we overcome, there's this wonderful passage in the book of Revelation, so many people are so afraid to open that book that last book of the Bible, but the one, I think it's chapter 12, it says we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, well, that would be Jesus, and the word of our testimony. Well, that can be just the Bible itself is the word, but I think it also includes people like you, sir, who are publicly in front of thousands of people, are are sharing a, an amazing story of, of rebirth and re-life after you were honest enough to confront sin. And that's what repentance does. It, it cleanses us from the old tricks of the enemy, the ploys of, of Satan that, that um, distract us from the godly plan that he has for each of our lives. So I just say, congratulations, sir. I wish I could meet you in person. Love to pray with you and stay in touch because you represent what Jesus came here to do, and that was for each of us to choose His way instead of the way of the of, of sin, and and that He conquered it on the cross. But we now need to appropriate that, use it, uh, His Word of God, and and ask for His help, and He will free us from sin and 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 lead us into His path, which is His joy, fullness of joy. John, so thank you, sir. Uh,
1: still got you on the line, John. Can I ask yes. you a question? Because yes. in some sense, our conversation today is about repentance and God's strategy to bless, and we're talking about blessing a nation. But having gone through your experience and dealt with many of those things, would you say that God's blessing has come upon you, or, uh, or how do you describe things that have happened since that time?
4: Two things that came out of that. Uh, It took me about a year. I realized that I had not wanted to commit suicide once, and yet that was a daily thing for many, many years. From the the day I actually confessed everything, the the thought of suicide that was daily went. But the the other thing was that I became um, blessed are the pure in heart, or they will see God. If my heart is not pure. It's like when I turn up and as a young kid and I walk in the room and I've had a cigarette. I can't look up into the eyes of Dad. I can't look up. When I walked into and I sat in a jail cell, a couple of days later, I started getting angry with God. I started getting real with Him. I told Him how much I hated Him. I was screaming at Him because I did not. I could not believe how I'd been so nice to Him all my life. Why did He allow me to become evil? Why didn't He take my own my life when I was a kid? I was just angry. For the first time, I got real with God. That was one of the biggest blessings. And you know, after about fifteen minutes of me screaming at God, I had a silent time in my head, and I had a thought which I know was from God. And it just said, "That's okay, mate. I can't hate you." <laughs>
2: wow. That's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and
4: Amen. that for me, That's I good. just went, "Oh my goodness! What do you say to that? How do you?
5: Yeah.
4: How do you handle that?" The blessing that came out of me confessing was that I all of a sudden had a real like, God, I could almost see him rubbing his hands together and saying, beauty, now I could have fixed your car. I can fix your rent. I can fix your, I can fix one of your children's sicknesses, but now I've got you. Now I've got you. And now that was the biggest blessing. I was sitting now with God in a room by myself and he was holding me. And I think I'd never allowed him in there. I'd allowed him into all the things that I was never taking to heaven, which was my car and my bank account, my marriage, none of those things I was taking to heaven. But God was allowed to work in those because I allowed it. But then when I repented and I fell on my knees and I said, in the courtroom, I I basically said when I walked in, I don't want to solicit a present. I just confess everything. And a year and a half later, that piece of paper was found to be true and accurate and became my charges.
1: Wow. John, God. I want to say just thank you so much for your humility and your candidness, just to be opening up about that. And I know that listeners will be blown away by your story, and I'm just thrilled to have had you call and be a part of our conversation today, and mm-hmm. uh, really do appreciate your call, because when you demonstrate the burden that sin is. Uh, and I'll just get a, a comment here from Jeff, because when we hear of sin like that, uh, causing you to be spiraling down into resentment and bitterness and self-hatred and even suicidal, uh, to yeah. be able to recognize that sort of burden uh, that comes with sin, uh, we're really seeing that sin, uh, that as this, Topic that we're talking about today, repentance, lifts that burden up. The burden yeah. is taken off our soul, our shoulders, but we don't often think of repentance like that. But so beautifully described by
2: John. Exactly, we're supposed to bear these fruits of repentance, bear these you know ways in which people see us as as more joyful, more full of freedom, more um, you know. Alive, frankly, uh, following the Lord, but in, in a wonderful, freeing way. That's what repentance does. That's just really beautiful. There's a, a scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Paul says, writing to these um, members of that church in Corinth, Therefore, having these promises, these wonderful promises of God, let's cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I mean, we we don't teach this stuff that you can, every single sin can be removed by the Holy Spirit because of all that Jesus did on the cross. All we have to do is have the, we got to drop our ego and just say, Lord, I'm, I'm a mess. Would you please forgive me? And of course, immediately he will. He will immediately forgive you. And then you can say, I choose your path i made a lot of mistakes i mean this is god's sense of humor he's got me in this ministry i i have so many things on which i needed to repent so but i get his word and his holy spirit is big enough to take away that sin as, as john has given a wonderful testimony so i just encourage everyone listening today take some time with the lord add even five minutes to your prayer time today and say lord i've got a laundry list Where would you want me to begin? He'll give you one issue or more. You begin with anyone you want and just say, Lord, would you help me? I want to get rid of this one so that I can replace it with your word and your way. And he will always do it.
1: Thank you so much, John, from Sydney. Let's take some more calls. Betty is on the line from Kalgoorlie in Western Australia. Hello, Betty. Are you with us, Betty?
6: Yes, yeah. Betty, Good what morning, are your thoughts? And thank you. This is such a wonderful topic. <laughs> um, I second that call I just finished. Yeah. You know, my heart is my heart is about to jump out of my chest. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. Um if, when I came to the Lord my heart I didn't realise my heart is full of darkness. Because I have this, just like that man, but he's totally different. I have this resentment and bitterness and anger in my heart towards my parents because they hold me back from my education to, to help mum. And I talk nice. I look after them, my parents. And when I came overseas, I support them financially. But every time when I see my siblings are doing well going to university it's the jealousy in me is eating me and when I pray I feel like there's so much darkness in me and I was crying and the Lord spoke to me and said, I need to repent and I don't understand but he was so loving and patient and gave me the understanding that my heart is so dark I cannot take my darkness to his kingdom; his light has can come in to my dark heart and cleanse me before I can move any further and when I repented, he opened the door that will my sin when we talk about sin, we think of the big things like you say before, but the little things that Hatred and bitterness and unforgiveness. I can, I experience that. I can lie flat on my bed before I even step down out of the bed. I'm already sinning with bitterness and anger. And the Lord was so loving. He said, if you repent, confess your sin and repent. He is faithful and just to cleanse us. And when I dropped on my knee and did that, I felt the weight came off me. And the love just pour into me, and I just want to tell every people that believe Mm. in the Lord, this is the key. You need to repent. It's not something bad, because repentance is the key that will open the door for you, for the light to come in, for you to begin your beautiful walk with the Lord. He Betty, the pain, the sin, and the hatred and the jealousy. And I am so free in my heart. It's so easy for me to admit. Yeah. Betty, I'm,
1: I'm getting tired. choked up just listening to you here. And I could listen to you for a lot longer, but I, we are running out of time. But this is just another beautiful illustration as Betty shares that, just how deep and how good yeah. it is to repent. Uh, your thoughts Isn't for it? Betty?
2: Well, I'm touched too. I got tears here uh, this this I, I just thank God for the opportunity to share and and to be a part of anyone that that is joining me in this issue of repentance. and my gosh, we've got to we've got to spend more time talking to people and and um, having opportunities like we're doing today, Neil, I mean, just to get the word out tragically. I think the Church in most nations, Western nations, such as Australia and the U.S., we, we have we focused on other things. We kind of make it almost entertaining. It's all kind of light and fluffy, and uh, we're, we're robbing people of the freedom, the power to repent. And, and we've got to talk about it, teach about it, give the Scriptures, and model it. So I just thank you today, and I thank you for the amazing testimonies here today. It's really touched my heart.
1: It touched my heart, too. Betty in Kalgoorlie, thank you so much for your call. Uh, we will take just one more call because we're running short of time. Let's hear from John in Brisbane. Hi, John. Welcome along.
5: Oh, hello. How are you today? I'm well, to great thank great you,
1: subject. John. Okay. What are Not your thoughts?
5: Well, I want to have a chat very, very quickly about the origins of repentance. Um, I've spent many years actually in uh, rabbinical yeshiva and I've noticed that the origins of repentance isn't very well taught either. Like the Hebrew word for repentance is teshuva and it always gets translated as repentance but teshuva, its literal interpretation is return towards which is why it's very hard to put that in an English sentence in any English Bible. But repentance is still a good word for it. But return towards is all about your, your direction. So a good example for me, and my favourite person in the Bible, is the criminal on the cross next to Jesus. I mean, besides Jesus himself, obviously. That's right. Um But the criminal next to Jesus, you know, he he. It was about correct to or the beginning of the beginning of repentance is to change your focus. You know, he yeah. he, he admitted that he was sinful. He didn't necessarily con- confess what his sins were. But he, he was like, yeah, look, I, I need a Savior. And he, he all he did was ask Jesus to remember him. That's the Shiva. The Shiva is return towards. Where is your focus? Where are you aiming? Right. Yeah, and, and what the other two callers that I heard, you know, about the purity and the cleansing, that's part of the sanctification that comes from, from facing the correct way, from putting your focus on Christ. Um, you know, like... That's, that's, for me, what repentance, it all starts that way.
1: John, what you're sharing is outstanding. A thought or two from Jeff?
5: Well,
2: he's correct. It's spot on again. You can look at Leviticus chapter 23 and and read what the Lord calls all to do on that day of atonement. And it's to afflict your sin and basically focus on on Yahweh, on 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 our the living God, and to return to Him, and he is constantly in His Word, uh, in Joel two, for example, or Second Chronicles seven fourteen, He's the Lord is quick and happy to relent from judgment and wishes us to return to Him. So that's the other key point, and that is that um, He's with us. He's He's loving us. He's done all that he can do, so to speak. It's our job now to exercise our free will and to turn to him, return to him. So I really appreciate what John said. It's spot on.
1: John from Brisbane, thank you so much for your call. I'm reminded in this conversation today, Jeff, just how much the gospel is good news. Uh, Sometimes... We're wondering, and we have those doubts as to whether if I speak up and I tell my testimony, if I share this message of the gospel, uh, repent, uh, turn away from sins, turn to God, that somehow or other that will be bad news for people or trying to be restrictive to them. But God has in place uh, His leading of the people that we share the gospel with they are at a moment when, when we share that gospel, that they are at a moment when these things, these desperations, resentments, bitternesses, uh, all of these sinfulnesses can be lifted off them. That's good news. I wonder whether, yes. Jeff, if you reflect on good news for a few moments because repentance is a part of that message.
2: Absolutely correct. So interesting. The Lord himself said he's going to send, and he has sent the Holy Spirit. And we think of the Holy Spirit as the comforter, and He is, but He's also the convictor of sin, and that's a healthy thing. I mean, thank God for that. That's what we do need to do to be purified and cleansed and and to to begin to walk in the direction that that Jesus walked. So it is very good news. And I would just say that you would typically start with a, a relationship with that person and then even share your own testimony of how repentance has changed your life, that then is such an invitation to someone else that doesn't yet know the Lord to come in and say, oh my gosh, you're talking to me. I need to do this too. And that that's how you would enter into a decision for Christ that would be really solid. I think repentance almost has to begin right at the front Repent be it for the kingdom is at hand. That's Jesus just started with that word, and, and we need to do that too in the, in the body of Christ rather than some sort of vague, lovey platitude, and people go to sleep and, and think it's just quite lukewarm. So it, it's time to, to really share the testimonies of repentance.
1: Well, Pastor Jeff Daly has been our guest over this past hour, and for those who are thinking, I'd like to listen to this again. You can. We'll have this on a podcast a little later today. Uh, You can listen again to some of those amazing testimonies of repentance uh, that we Mm -hmm. have heard this hour. They have just been uh, incredible, and uh, I think I might be listening in again myself a little later. But uh, Pastor Jeff Daly, your book is called Repentance, God's Strategy to Bless a Nation. There's many more of these sorts of segments we could continue on with, and we have run out of time. But listeners might like to get a hold of your book, "Repentance: God's Strategy to Bless a Nation." There is a website called Day of Repentance One. That's Day of the number one dot org and no doubt there'll be a link there where you can get a hold of Jeff's book. Jeff is in Australia. Just quickly, Jeff, uh, speaking engagements, you're on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Where else are you headed?
2: Well, I'm headed down to Canberra, uh, and we'll be at the House International House of Prayer there with uh, our friend Hillary, and uh, there will be four different meetings uh, starting on the... the um, Wednesday the 20th next week, and then um, Friday, and then two on Saturday the 23rd. So I invite anyone to attend. There's no cost, and it would just be a pleasure. We're going to really just go into a deeper place of looking at these various issues, and people can be free uh, okay. of, of a lot of these bondages that are keeping us back from walking with the Lord in a joyful, free way
1: dayofrepentance1.org and uh, for those who are in New South Wales and the ACT, uh, the uh, Canberra House of Prayer uh, you'll find a website when you Google Canberra House of Prayer and uh, Hilary Moroney was a guest on 2020 not that long ago Pastor Jeff Daly uh, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with our listeners today on 2020
2: It's been a great honour I've really enjoyed it it went way
0: too quickly